Hello and welcome to the 83rd episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name's Sam Clark, and with me as always, the Steven Spielberg to my blockbuster movie, Brandon Gross. I'm a little blockbuster. Did uh, did you go to Blockbuster a lot as a kid? We may have talked about this before. I, I have weird memories of Blockbuster where it was a lot of like... It was a Hollywood video was probably the the one that was much closer to my parents' house when I was growing up. Wow. Um, you were the RC Cola of... Uh... There was a Blockbuster that was a bit of a haul, and then there was a Hollywood video that was much closer to where we uh, where we lived. It wasn't a bit of a haul. It was probably like 10 minutes in the car at most, but mm, the Hollywood okay. video was a, a, more of a five-minute ride. Uh, and yeah, I, I just loved going through and looking at all the movies so on the good, shelves dude. and seeing what was happening. Did you there. have any of those movies that like... Because I had movies that the the image of the the uh, VHS or DVD cover got me really interested in the movie and I saw it every time I went there and like sometimes that like I was able to convince my mom to like get it yes yes what was your what was the the rule at your house about watching PG13 movies as a kid dude my parents didn't give a shit about really? the movies they really i mean my grandparents and this was i i must have been i don't know 5 6 okay when, I saw The Big Lebowski in theaters. Whoa! Oh and apparently, God. with my grandparents... That's a pretty vulgar movie. Yes, I saw that in theaters, and apparently, I was laughing my ass off about the scene where they piss on his rug. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Did the... Did, I bet uh, the nihilism probably hit really close to home for you as a five-year-old. Too, I, right? love, I love the nihilist. <laughs> Big fan of the nihilist. That's... If you went to see whatever the contemporary equivalent of The Big Lebowski was, and you saw two old people and a six-year-old, what would your reaction be? I People were probably appalled. Probably yes, right? <laughs> but this is also a... This is a... Um, this goes down the family line because my dad inf- infamously went to a movie about a Vietnam soldier who comes back home starring the late Peter Boyle from Everybody oh, Loves yes. Raymond fame. Yes. I think it's called Joe the movie. And the Young Frankenstein. He was Young, young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Um, taxi. Taxi, taxi driver, excuse taxi me. Taxi driver, yeah. Not, not, taxi. not taxi. You're mixing up a guy we were talking about earlier. Yes, he was we, a taxi. Yes. Um uh, my dad infamously went with hit with his parents or my grandparents. So it okay. was my grandparents doing that. They were like, screw it. Let's take the kids to the R-rated movies. Rating systems don't mean anything. You know, they, it's funny we bring Spielberg up because Spielberg produced and directed two movies that led to the PG-13 rating. Do you know what those two movies are? Uh, Jaws. Nope. This is uh, 10 years after Jaws. Maybe less, seven years, so or something like that. Not Indiana I just Jones. was reading. I was just. It was Indiana Jones. What the second one? I think second. The or snake third one. was it a snake? No, I mean there is gun. The Nazis, in that. the melting I, Nazi faces. The melting face could probably do it. And then Gremlins. He produced Gremlins. Gremlins tipped the and, scale. And Gremlins was too much in between a PG movie. It was too much for a PG movie, but not enough for an R rating. So they, they wow. moved it. Have you seen Gremlins recently? Not recently. I love Gremlins though. Okay, I, I watched seen. Gremlins for the first time probably a month ago. And it was oh. there's so I there is some weird aspects to it. There is maybe one of my favorite scenes I've watched in the last year, which is when for un, an unexplained reason, all the gremlins just show up to a bar and start. And like I think Phoebe Cates is bartending and they're just like pounding beers and smoking cigarettes and playing darts yes. and throwing dice. And it's like a five minute little montage scene kind of thing that's going on where they're all just like being debaucherous and burning the place down. It was the funniest thing I'd seen. In a Have you time. seen the sequel, The New Batch? I haven't seen the one that I know is like kind of a kind of a different movie, but also revered, revered, enjoyed. They have the uh, the streaker 
gremlin that has a trench coat. And then I think I think Phoebe Cates looks at it and it goes, ah, and it opens its trench coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'll have to check that out. I know the the Sloppy Boys, another favorite podcast of mine, is doing or just did yesterday a review on Gremlins 2. So it's been on my check it out list. Mm, Okay. Uh, I got to watch Gremlins. Let's stop the podcast. Let's just let's do a review of Gremlins on this podcast. There's probably a baseball hat in there somewhere. (laughs) We can find a way to justify it if we needed to. I think. I think there might be a gremlin in like a Yankees uniform. Am I making I wish, this up? Is my brain just combining I think, things? I would not be shocked, but I think uh, I think we need a gremlins where there's like a twilight baseball scene happening in it, where yes. all the gremlins are playing baseball at dusk. What is the so that movie came out in what the late '80s, right? I think uh, I would guess like let's look it up. I'm gonna guess '87. Okay, so my question is for you: what I was what wrong. '80s band is the muse equivalent of? Uh, of the of movie. one that you a song that you would use i don't know you know what i'm trying to say like what would yes. be the song and the 80s band you would use for a twilight style baseball scene oh with gremlins? okay i thought you were gonna say what's the musical equivalent of 1984's gremlins and i was gonna say mm, uh, violent violent femmes was the first uh, thing that came yes. to mind i've got that's no, a great one that's a great no, one. Uh, no explanation as to why i'll take it um what song would i use and you're saying if the movie were to happen today no, if it were to happen in the '80s and they had okay. a Twilight style baseball scene where they infamously played Muses, was it Black it was Hole? Sun? Super, sun? I don't know. Supermassive Black, Black Hole. Hole. Yes, yes, not Black Hole okay. Sun. I'm mixing my songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw Peter Frampton play Black Hole Sun live, dude. Who? Peter Frampton. My what? My dad took us to Peter Frampton at the what was that fucking auditorium called? Uh, over by City Place. This big amphitheater, not an amphitheater, the, excuse me, big The like, one that changed the name a lot, that was the amphitheater in Florida? No, it wasn't the like the Cruzan amphitheater, not oh, that okay. one. It was like the it was more of like a music center, concert hall kind of establishment. I, I saw Buddy Guy there and I saw Peter Frampton That's and cool. Peter Frampton. Wait, so did he play it just uh instrumental on guitar or did he, or did he play he, it? He did the mouth thing, dude. Oh, he did. Wait, the... not Peter Frampton. Who am I thinking of? Oh, Peter, Peter Frampton is the mouth yes. thing. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. I was mixing him up with Wait, so uh, Peter he, Gabriel. He didn't me. sing the lyrics. He just did. He, I think he sang some, but I just have this really strong memory of him being like, whack on. That's fun. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. I don't know how I knew that song. I have a Peter Frampton story, but I want to hear the answer to your question, to the question okay. I asked you so first. So it's 1984, what? Steven Spielberg, and who directed, was it Robert Zemeckis that directed Gremlins? Uh, no, it was Joe Dante, I think. Yes, you're right. You're right. Um, and he walks into my my office and asks Sam, "We have we have a Twilight Gremlins baseball scene, and we need a song yes. for it." <laughs> you're um, gonna go. What's Twilight? Is your first first question. I'm gonna say what's Twilight? Yeah. Oh, it's based on Fifty Shades of Grey. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. No, it's op- Fifty Shades of Grey is based on Twilight. Um, I think I would say I really want to do like a immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. Okay, so you're going back a decade to bring it. Yes, I'm going a little... I guess you're right. That was like a contemporary song for a contemporary movie, though. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Uh, What about you? Do you have an answer? um, I'm trying to think, like, what's... It it, it needs to be guitar-heavy, and, like, 80 songs aren't necessarily that. I guess you were thinking... I guess I'm thinking because the bands I prefer more than new wavy, like, synth-heavy bands... Yes. But yes. I think you got to go hair band. I think you got to go oh, Motley that's Crue. A, that's great. Yeah, Motley Crue is a good answer. I think answer. you got to go up Motley Crue, maybe. Or Van Halen. Van Halen. Oh, it's Van Halen. It's 100% yeah. Van Halen. Okay. Oh, my God. Great I think answer. Um, oh, I. they should have this. I don't know if it's baseball related, but they should have them doing Hot for Teacher 
That's, that's the gremlins are smoking in the bathroom. Yes, the school. gremlins just like wearing leather jackets, like smoking. This is not baseball related this at all, not, but no. they if can make it a, work. I don't hey, know if a black hole has to do with baseball. If, so. uh, if gremlins uh, 2023 were to come out, you know, they'd be vaping in the boys room these yeah, days. Yeah, they'd be vaping. And they'd be talking about pronouns. I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, no. With peeing in cat litter, probably. Yeah. Am I right? I'm trying to think of every uh, far right wing bullshit school conspiracy, conspiracy yeah. theory I could come up with. Um, we've been, it's been a big movie month ish for me. I, I've I've been on this path. We talked about this a little bit last week, but the uh, 356 albums, and then I decided I was going to throw 100 movies in on the list as well. I wanted to I want to see if I can knock off 100 movies this year. Not, oh, we talk, So was that our conversation inspired you? I think it did. I think it did. And and then I also found out uh, one of my best friends, Nate. What, how many movies do you think he watched last year? I know you have a, a close friend that's a big movie guy, too. So yeah, I'm curious yeah, yeah. if they're in the same ballpark. How many movies did, did Nate he watch? He logged on Letterboxd. Mm. Letterboxd being like the movie tracking app for people. who. I are. would say I would say 150. 143. Right on the dot almost. Wow. Very impressive. That's all, that is an incomprehensible amount of movies for me. I think I, can, I can't go. It's almost I half got, the year. Yeah, I think sort I was of. in the 40s. I think I was around the 40s. Me too. Um, yeah. and, I, and I go in phases. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I got to watch 18 movies this month. And then other times I go an entire month sometimes without watching a movie. So I would rather watch movies than television, I think, at home. I completely agree. Normally. I um, just... I, I got to tell you my Peter Frampton story. I'm sorry. I, I No, I derailed the conversation. Please take us back. So I used to work at a radio station. Well, a few times, but I worked um, at when I was younger. I worked at the one that my dad worked at, Nepo Baby. Mm-hmm. Hey. Um, Nepo Baby. <laughs> I got a T-shirt for you in the mail. It should be coming in days now. <laughs> but uh, but there was a rumor. This was in Nashville. There's a rumor that someone that worked in the office that was a salesperson that she was dating Peter Frampton, and wow. she also okay. famously uh, was was connected to a famous country. Now a very famous country person. I'll tell you off air. Too. Wait, anyway. so like from like a relationship or like a yes, family? Relationship, or? relationship. Okay, okay. She was hooking um, up with a bunch of hotties then. Yeah. Um, Peter Frampton. Uh, okay. But yeah, so that was the rumor. <laughs> but then it was never founded, but he was around. I think he lived in Nashville a bit. My dad met him one time. Like he oh, was cool. very nice. Um, so I, I used, my job there was I used to go to events and like set up a table and like, hey, give out CDs. We're at the car dealership. Ah, you know, like mm-hmm. classic radio station shit. Mm-hmm. Um, we had this little box that was uh, people would register and we would give away Peter Frampton tickets. So they put their name okay. in there. Put, and so we, on the box, we had a little picture of Peter Frampton. So this woman, I think it was her account. She comes to this event. She looks at the box and she goes, he looks so different there. And I'm like, in my brain, I go, compared to what? But I think I confirmed it. Because how else, oh, what's the comparison? Oh, that's a good point. That's as far as I got but, with that. And I don't uh, think that any, they never were serious, I don't think. Okay, but okay. Uh, so she was I like, think, he looks different when he's uh, shirtless smoking a cigarette in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> that's what she said. So I think I solved it. So if I was if I was an investigative reporter or a detective or a cop, you gotta I, would, I gotta lead. You gotta lead. I, uh, I'll continue our backtracking the conversation. I was uh, not allowed to watch PG-13 movies until I was like around 11 years old, probably. Oh yeah, I never asked you, yeah. I remember the I remember the first PG thirteen movie that I was legally allowed to watch. I had snuck a couple other movies out in my uh, in my I don't even know how probably friends' houses or something. But uh, we rent rented Men in Black and brought it home and watched it in the living room together, which is an entirely innocent movie. I don't think that there's. I guess it's a little spooky with the Bug Man, the Bug the Man, cockroach yeah. guy. Yeah, but 
otherwise, not not too bad. I was freaking watching Big Lebowski six years <laughs> before that, pal. I think this makes sense because my girlfriend was also allowed to just kind of watch whatever she wanted to watch. Or maybe it's an only child thing. One only child thing. Two, both of you love horror movies and are like seemingly entirely not. We're both demented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's the key. Like she was watching Scream when she was like six years old. I was watching Scream pretty young. I was watching Halloween pretty young. Actually, one of the one of the um, aforementioned VHS uh, covers or DVD covers. I was obsessed with the Tim Curry it one. Do you remember what that one looked like? Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. him like popping out of like it's all white and it's him like popping out of those little claws. And I was like. Uh, and I finally like got my mom to rent it for me, but that one was too scary for me. That, that one was, like, that one was too much. I couldn't handle that one. I watched the first uh, it remake. I didn't watch the second one with like Bill Hader and Jessica Chastain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I watched the first one. Like I jumped in like thirty minutes in, uh, and it was it did definitely make my skin crawl a little bit, but not not too bad. I think I'm as a you know I'm thirty years old now. It's I should yeah. Up it would be a problem problems. if we were still freaking out about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I uh, a, a movie cover that always stood out in my brain too was a uh, me myself and Irene, the Jim Carrey movie, where it's like his face is like dividing. Yes. And he's got that shit eating grin on. Yeah, did it freak you out? No, I just loved Jim Carrey as a kid, and I w- could yeah. just not get my, my, my parents to rent it for me. So it was that and Man on the Moon were the two Jim Carrey movies, which if I had seen an Andy Kaufman biopic as <laughs> it's like a 10-year-old, I think that would have probably been a bit shocking to me. You'd um, be like, this, you're like, well, who's this Tony Clifton guy? Yeah, what the hell's got... Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. There, did you watch the documentary about that? About yes, how Jim Carrey I turned did. into an asshole on the set because he yes. got too into character? Yes, I did. Interesting thing. Interesting thing. Interesting thing. Uh, the, were you a insufferable comedy kid that liked Andy Kaufman too much for a second? No, not really. Mouse, like I was, I sketch or anything. What's bad is like I like I don't need an I didn't need to know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like one of those because I was yeah. like, why do I know who Don Rickles is? You know, <laughs> why do we know who Don Rickles? is? I don't know, but Rest he's fantastic. He was fantastic, but like it's just funny how it's like. I have this knowledge that I'm not going to bring up to any of my friends because it's too deep. <laughs> it's too weird. Did you, uh, did you, another uh, cover that always stood out to me and I was able to convince my parents to rent these a lot more was the Saturday Night Live best ofs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Loved yeah. those. I knocked those out. I have like a distinct memory of being homesick probably in like third or fourth grade and my mom like taking two or three of the ones off the shelves at Blockbuster and taking them home and just like thinking i was what's what what do you think what's the the s tier one what is the the one that i love to go back to the most was the eddie murphy one uh yeah. and i probably was deeply influenced by my mom because i know she's a huge eddie murphy fan and was a huge eddie murphy fan um and then as an adult ones that i still i think will ferrell still has probably one of the better compilation ones i really loved him uh playing alex trebek as a kid who amongst us oh, didn't yeah. love those jeopardy sketches Amazing. um so yeah, those are probably top two. Uh, Adam Sandler was always fun, but I liked his songs the most. I didn't really like things where he was a sketch guy. And Chris Farley was more as like an adult uh, thing that I appreciated more. Yeah, yeah. Though yeah it's yeah. always funny watching a big man fall through a coffee table. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I think. Oh uh, God, that's tough. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, all those guys you mentioned. I also have a soft spot for the. Not Fallon in particular, but like that, the other that cast era. members during that time, like Tim the Chris Kattan ones, Tim Meadows ones, Amy Poehler, Amy Poehler, yeah, Tina Fey. Like, I think that is like, I don't know. We had some good cast during. during we our did time have period. some good cast, and everybody always wants to be like, yes. SNL has really fallen off a cliff. Yeah, uh, and it does feel that way now. But I'm sure that if we talk to whoever's 10 now in 10 years they're gonna be like no the cast from 2010s now that really hit it yes that was the good stuff <laughs> keenan thompson although i feel like uh 
people, I think the people watching it still are like still our age and above. I think. I, I think, think it is. people are watching it. Did you stay up late to try to watch uh, Saturday Night Live? Yeah, for sure. I did. I did that at sleepovers and stuff. Like we would yeah. stay up late to try to try to catch the. And sometimes they'd replay them on Comedy Central and stuff. To be honest with you, this is probably the first year or last season where I wasn't like trying to catch every episode. I was. I have friends that still DVR every episode, but I uh, I was a Saturday Night Live YouTube guy for probably the last seven years. I I would sit down and watch episodes if I was at the right place, at the right time, with the right group of people. Uh, but otherwise, it was just like go on YouTube. Okay, maybe the monologue if I like the person that's uh, hosting, and then whatever sketches seem to break the internet, Brandon. <laughs> Us millennials, we don't got cable. We don't got cable, uh, but I'll tell you what, with uh, the streaming prices these days, Brandon, uh, I think I'm paying for cable again. <laughs> if I combined that all, it would be a cable fee, right? Speaking, <laughs> speaking of cable, do you know, uh, and this also is connecting to what we're supposed to do in this podcast, do you know okay. Keith Hernandez was on Tucker Carlson yesterday? I didn't until I was going on our Twitter profile today to be like uh, catching up on the questions that were asked on the podcast and seeing that you had made a, a funny little joke about Keith Hernandez being, which is a good joke. That was just a well-written joke. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. It reads to the tempo of the classic Tucker Carlson lead-in, which I thought was really thank funny. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So he uh, Keith has not said anything that has uh, made him canceled as far as I know. Okay. It seems like still- it was just a straight up interview. I don't think he was talking vaccines. I think he was just talking... Back in my day, I was drunk going to the games. You know, I think it was mostly that stuff. <laughs> okay. I was high on cocaine from yeah. 1980 to 1989. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Keith might not be uh, back with the Mets, though. He, they need to renew his contract, and they haven't oh, announced I didn't re- it. I didn't realize that was uh, uh, in limbo, as the kids it's say. It's in limbo. They haven't, like, uh, firmed up the contract yet. But that'll be sad. He's my favorite Republican. That would know? be astonishing if they didn't bring him back. They famously yes. have one of the better broadcast booths. Yes. I, I think... but. But you know what? The Mets' old ownership owns the TV network. Maybe they're trying to sabotage. Oh, the Wilpons? They still own it. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes, yes, yes. SNY? Is that SNY. Okay. Sny. 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 More like shy. Shy. I uh, I would I you know I'm not a Mets guy, but I I've always enjoyed their broadcast, and I and I do catch them fairly often because they're local. So if I'm like at someone's house or a restaurant or a bar or something, and the the broadcast is is audible, then I get to hear the. The yes. boys go at it. He's funny as hell. He's kind of like if your uncle was uh, was doing TV he's broadcasts. Like, he's like a more polished uh, Pete Rose. Remember when Pete Rose would go on broadcasts oh, uh, yeah. a few years ago and say just some of the wackiest shit in the entire world? He was on like Fox World Series stuff with A-Rod. Yeah, and like pre-game and post-game stuff. Like yeah, doing, it was like, like Frank Thomas and, and Pete Rose and Pedro and A-Rod. And A-Rod. Yeah, just a, what a cast of characters. Oh my God. Do you think Pete said something or do you think it came out about him being a creep? Um, oh God, I don't know. There's a weird video of Al, not Al Michaels. Who was Al Michaels' longtime broadcasting partner? Oh, Chris um, uh, Collinsworth. Collinsworth. Um, yeah. of him being like, he's probably it's probably the mid '80s. He's been in the NFL for a couple years, and he's like, but I just can't get enough of those 16 year olds, man. <laughs> he's saying it on a live television. Pete broadcast. Rose or Collinsworth? Collinsworth, and he's like, oh, once, no. once they get 18, 19, or 20, they become too smart to like a guy like me, so I gotta go. I was like, oh my god. Wait, this was recent, or this was a long, long time This ago? was a video I saw that was probably from 30, 35 years ago. Oh, no. And it's uh, probably longer than 35, probably 40 years ago. <laughs> oh, no. But still, no. just like, a, oh, no, man, I was this not, he's like 80 years old now, and like the grandfather of- uh, Everyone hates uh, that guy, right? I don't know. I know he gets like I know he gets uh, mocked a lot, but more of like I think it's like his speech tone and everything. He he sounds like Sunday Night Football to me, even though you know the the broadcasting booths have changed a lot recently. Yes, Mike. Tirico. We have a, I have news I haven't told you yet, Brandon. What? 
And I know we're doing our classic offseason thing where we, we've talked 5% baseball. We have baseball. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk baseball, people. Calm down. I'm getting a tattoo tomorrow, Brandon. You have tattooed already, right? I have a tattoo. I have a small stick and poke tattoo on my arm. Oh, look at almost... that little swastika. That's great. No, hey, shut up. That's not what it is. Um, I'm getting uh, one of the Flash Friday the 13th Flash tattoos tomorrow with a couple coworkers that I'm excited about. Uh, Friday the thir- Oh, it's like a sale. They, yeah, they do like Friday the 13th is, is, a, is a classic sale tattoo day oh, for tattoo cool, shops. Cool. Wait, so you're and getting it have... with coworkers. Is it? the same or are you guys no, just we're all going? getting different tattoos we're just going in waves to the same place gavels you guys are getting Ga- gavels. <laughs> <laughs> getting gavels yeah i'm gonna get the entire constitution tattooed on my back <laughs> do you know what you're getting yeah i'm getting a little crab claw I'm getting a little oh that's crab cool claw. yeah crabs like are crustaceans little, that's what i'm saying it's it uh from from my band song but it's uh, the the title of the track comes from a, an inside thing with brandon and i so oh that's cute is um is the other tattoo what is the other tattoo of it's a mouse cursor Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It's a little mouse cursor. And that I one was a stick and poke, right? That was a stick and poke so for my old... This my is old your r- first time going to an actual shop? Gun. Then. This is my first time getting gunned. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I'm getting them on the guns too, Brandon. Gun on gun action going to be... I don't even tomorrow. know. Dude, I don't know anything about tattoos. I have no you, idea. You are strictly no tattoos, right? I don't want... Uh, no, yeah. I just don't... Yeah, I don't want to do thing. it. I just don't... I, can't, I, I don't... There's nothing... I I don't know. I don't have anything yeah. in my life that I want. Is that bad? <laughs> I don't think so. No, like, what I am I gonna it's... What am I gonna get? You know that I'm not gonna regret. I know I'm gonna regret regret it if I get it. Uh, I'm well, sorry, and you... I'm not trying to influence you because no, I know no, you no, won't no, regret it. But um, I will regret it because I'm gonna be like, I shouldn't have gotten this. This is dumb. Well, what if we got What if we got like a, a Mets tattoo for you? What if we went together for the podcast? Episode okay, we we, we have to us... make some. Let's let's hold off and let's think about this because if we we should make some sort of bet that's like if mm. the Mets. Win the World dude, Series. I don't want to do the, win the World Series because like they won 101 well, I want, games last year. That's I don't too... want you to get a Marlins tattoo or me to get a Mets tattoo. No, I want that's horrifying. To, well, you know what would be funny? And I think that there's probably no tattoo shop in the greater Los Angeles or New York City area that would do this for us. But if we went to get a tattoo together and then did a podcast while getting tattooed. Oh, that's pretty funny. That would be pretty. And it would be a baseball tattoo of some kind. But like if we they let us bring in our interfaces and microphones and sat in the back and while they were tattooing us. I disagree. I think LA and New York would be the only places that would allow <laughs> okay, that. I guess I would just like they're too busy and they're probably too. I don't know. They, they probably get this request. They're like, you got to sign up. There's a sign yeah, up sheet with like yeah, there's 20 other white guys in the back. Yes. <laughs> Waiting to get tattooed and record Yeah, what's your podcast right? about? Oh, it's about movies. What's yours uh, about? <laughs> oh, it's about comedy. It's an it's improv podcast. Yeah, oh, improv, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's another movie podcast? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what's yours? And we're like, we don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah. You want to help us? Please, we're taking any ideas you got. Uh, we're still talking into a microphone once a week. A little bit about baseball. Um Okay, that was my other big news. I feel like there was something else I was going to tell you or ask you about from this free-form conversation that we've had that's not coming to my brain. Right we can talk baseball. We'll talk baseball. We talk I feel baseball. bad now that we're not. No, we're fine. We're fine. All right, we'll, uh, we'll be right back with some baseball talk. But uh, before we get to that, we got some ads. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink. Your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. 
And we're back, Brandon. Um, in a weird turn of events in the baseball baseball world this week. This week? I guess it was this week. Yeah, it was this week. Or a little bit a lot. Within the last seven days. Carlos Correa, $200 million to the Minnesota Twins. Daddy Cohen just didn't have what it takes, I guess, this time, Brandon. The Mets miss out on their superstar shortstop. Um, what's going on? How are you feeling? It's hard to feel disappointed with the roster that you currently it's, have. It's but. very funny how it's like, honestly, I think, uh, and I... I don't want to speak for all Mets fans, but I think for the most part, everyone was like, just please let this end. Because it was nauseating to be checking Twitter constantly for this shit. Like, was I was like, like deep in weeks. Twitter to try to find out for like two, three weeks. And I was like, I need off this right now. Um, and it has been, I honestly feel a sense of relief now that it's done. You feel better on the other side of things. I feel better. It was obnoxious. There was fake sources, people with like 40 followers. They're like, nah, I know someone. I've been right before. And then they retweet something from six months ago that they happen to be right about. I know that there are many bad things about Twitter since Elon Musk came through. But it is harder to vet who is a legitimate source when it comes to baseball news or any sports news or any news at all than it used to be five months ago, six months ago. I just see like, oh, this guy with a Detroit Lions profile picture but a blue check mark is tweeting about... Uh, uh, the Carlos Correa physical. And I'll be like, I don't know if I trust... He says per sources, that's an indication that he might have somebody, yes. but he also could just be lying out of his ass. I got no idea what's going on. Yes, and you know what? I'm sure there are some weird freaks that do have... Um that sources. do have sources. I'm sure there are that we've never heard of before. But it's like at the end of the day, the people that broke it were Ken Rosenthal, John Heyman, mm-hmm. Jeff Passan. At Jeff the end. Like, those yeah. are the people. It's like So at the end of the day, it's like, relax, turn on notifications for those people if you want. The big boys. And then just like, Try not to look into it. But, uh, yes, speaking for Mets fans, I'm fine with it. Honestly, it's like, was it smart to have 10 years plus years of Lindor and Correa locked up on the left side of the infield? Eh, probably smart for the next couple years, but it's like five years from now, is that smart? I don't know. And then also you got Pete and McNeil uh, that they probably should lock up. So it's like, and Nimmo's going to be 38 by the end of his contract. It's like... I, I don't think it was a smart move. It's like give Brett Beatty a shot. That's how the that's how the Braves succeed. It's how the Astros succeed. They have young Mark, young bucks. See Mark Vientos with a full season under his belt. Yeah, don't put that man at their base. I just let him DH. <laughs> um, but was yeah, he a first I base prospect Vientos. I think he can play. He can't play any position really. That's he's his a, issue. He's a he's a, a he's a homer man only. A Jordan Alvarez kind of yes. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you're going to play the outfield a little bit though. From a defensive um, perspective, I guess I, I'm obviously not comparing him to one of the best hitters in baseball. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so I think I mean his leg must be jacked though. There must there's an issue clearly. Yes, yes. I don't know what it is. Do you have any sort of indication? I've heard. Well, some apparently weird in 2014, before he even made the Astros, he like totally. Uh, I think he slid into a base and like had to get a plate put into his ankle afterwards. Fucked his ankle up, right? Totally did. Yes. Um, I think, like, his spike got stuck in the base, and I think, like, totally, I don't know. Damage was, was done. I wasn't there. But um, <laughs> You were there? Wait, I, what? I was there. I was there. <laughs> oh, okay, that's what I thought. I was at a Toledo Mudheads game. I don't know where it was. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it must be messed up because this man basically had his contract cut in half of guaranteed money. Yes, it went from like 13 350, 350 Giants, okay. 12 315 Mets, 6 200, 200. Yeah, twins. 200 even. Yeah. I think there's some if, you know, I think there are some uh no team opt-outs. So No team opt-outs, but I think past 6 I think he he could uh end up making 270, I think they were saying. Okay. Um but yeah, I mean his ankle's messed up cuz the rumor on the street is and obviously this is not totally founded, but the rumor on the street is the whisperings on the street is that they wanted to do uh, physicals, the Mets did, every year after the six-year mark. 
Oh shit! Every single if, year, and, and also that means that he doesn't pass. Correa was not confident in that, or Boris wasn't confident in that because he could have made twelve three fifteen if his ankle was fine. But yeah. they knew something was wonky, so he's like, "All right, I'm going to oh, go back to Minnesota." Oh, no. I hadn't heard that rumor. So that's, he. So that's wait, the, so let me the rumor on the street. So the rumor is that if, if he hadn't passed a physical every year, then the contract was considered breached or void, and then they they, they were out I, of the money. Yeah, I think there was some. I think the Mets maybe would get a team opt out or something like that. Okay. It seems like that. Obviously, keep in mind, you know, there's Take a lot of misinformation out there. But that's yeah. that's what it seems like. I mean, I think it is guaranteed that the Mets did want to do physicals yearly after the six year mark. Okay, I, so, I heard a rumor from a, a friend in a group chat, and uh, so take this with about as many grains of salt as you can muster, that there was uh, an experimental, not metal plate put in his ankle, but some sort of wood or bamboo plate that they were trying to, to, to utilize as an experiment, and that, that's, what, that's what freaked the Mets out. I don't know. That's, if that's not real. I, listen, this man said this in earnest. I told, I told you take as many grains of salt as you possibly can, but I had heard that's what I had heard. So if you're, my sources okay. say, Brandon, sources okay. say. If you were a young prospect and you were a top prospect in the majors and you have this horrible ankle injury, you haven't made the majors yet, and the surgeon goes, you know, we could do the classic metal. Oh, we Check could out. do the bamboo. We got some bamboo wood in the back. <laughs> when you put it that way, yes, I agree with you. It doesn't make sense. I mean, sense, obviously, but. it's possible we weren't there. It's possible the doctor went... Hey, we have this bamboo. It might be better for athletes because there's a lot more movement. And you know, I think it also had to do with the way that weather was affecting the the, the plates in previous athletes or something. I yeah, so it's rusting. I get, it gets a little rusty down there. It's a rusty. I uh, did you know that Carlos Correa is a humongous Star Wars fan to the point that he named his his son Kylo, like Kylo Ren. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, I'm glad the Mets didn't sign him. Well, okay. If you're a big Star Wars fan, great. You and your uh, you and your wife want to post pictures dressed up as Jedi. Wonderful. Cool. You're both fun. beautiful Cute. people. That's a lot of fun. Have fun all in the world. Why are you naming your son after a Star Wars character from the most recent trilogy and the biggest villain in it? And the most emo little. I guess he is the villain from it. Yeah, he's but like he's Adam Driver. For those of you who who aren't familiar with the Star Wars universe as well as you need to be for this conversation, I guess. But uh, yeah, he's the villain. And also, I don't know. He's cool, I guess. But if you're a real Star Wars fan, what are you doing drawn upon some of the worst Star Wars movies that were made? Yeah. For inspiration. Name name your kid uh, Boba Fett. Okay. Name your kid. Name your kid Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. Go deep. Wait, Sam, give me a deep character. I know you have it. Uh, I uh, what about as Greedo the the alien oh, that yeah. who shot first with Han Solo? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The blue alien in the movie. Sure. Um, who else is a good deep cut? Um, Watu isn't that like the the anti-Semitic oh, one from the, the uh, yeah the the racist Jewish I guess racist yeah, yeah Jewish yeah. stereotype anti-Semitic Jewish stereotype. Yes. Uh, guess what, Brandon? All of those pre- prequels have some sort of racial stereotype <laughs> embedded into most of the characters, uh, at least the alien characters in that movie. I don't know if you've uh, picked up on that. Watu, Watu, uh, don't yeah, forget also I, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> and, uh, there's two uh, two very uh, what's the word I'm. Uh, What's the fuck? What's the word I'm like working for? Racist. Coded. Thank you. Coded. 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 Uh, Asian in the in the opening yes, scene yes, of the yes, Phantom yes. Menace. Oh, um, you're right. And then that's that's doesn't age very well. <laughs> There's a bunch of questionable decisions that uh, yes. George Lucas made in the first first and few. And Darth those Maul was Canadian. And Darth Maul was like a Canadian stereotype. He was. Yes, he kept apologizing after he killed. Sorry, uh, yeah. Every time he would swing the, on the double-sided yeah. lightsaber, he'd go sorry. Oh, real sorry. <laughs> real sorry about that. Sorry, um, Quigun. But uh, I, I, I'm glad to see Carlos Correa looked like he wasn't really stressed about this the entire situation. He was posting on social media. He was he having had... fun with his family. He doesn't care. He knew he was getting paid regardless. Honestly, he's making more yearly, though, for six years than That's he would true. be with the Mets. And or guess Giants. what? 
I know 350 isn't as much as 200 million, but 200 million is still generational wealth. Yes. <laughs> you're you're going to be fine. You're doing yeah. fine. And I think he, maybe he has a good head on his shoulders and he knows that. They could build their own Death Star if they wanted to with $200 million. Ooh, that's a good pitch. Ooh, oh, pun intended. Good pitch. What do you think? Oh, there's I some other it. there's some other National League East news, Brandon. The Marlins traded Miguel Rojas back to his original team, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I, I like forgot he was on the Dodgers. Yeah, he was. I, well, I think 2014. He came do you know what? Do you know the trade that he was involved in? Couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I'll, okay, I so I looked this up because I was okay. interested in it. I was gonna say um, I could vamp for you a little bit if you wanted to Google. Yeah, no, I, I looked it up because I was interested in it, and it makes sense, like, who was involved in it and all this stuff. How many um, of the guys did you recognize? Most of them. Um, oh, so a rarity. On December 10th, 2014, the Dodgers traded Miguel Rojas with D. Gordon okay. and Dan okay. Heron to wow, the Fish okay. in exchange for Andrew Heaney, okay, yeah. Chris Hatcher, Austin Barnes, and Kike Hernandez. Wow, okay. Wow, the Marlins got fleeced. I'd say so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> D. Gordon had one of the more memorable Marlins moments of the last decade. Yeah, so and he nice. was, pre- and he had his probably his best years with the Fish. Dan Heron, I don't was he good on the Marlins? He was not. I good couldn't on the tell Marlins, you off the right? top of my head. I uh, and D. Gordon, one of our most prolific steroid users of this decade too, which so is insane because that man is weighs uh, half of both of us. Probably, yeah, he's a hundred fifty pounds soaking wet on a good yes. day <laughs> as a professional um, athlete. Andrew Heaney, uh, he actually was immediately traded to the Angels, came back to the Dodgers last year, as we know, crushed wow. it. Yes, did um, well. Austin Barnes. Kike uh, Hernandez was uh, Kike. That had a great run in the Red Sox, too, yeah. more recently. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, still great. Um, interesting trade, right? That is interesting. It's very rare that you see these trades, and then eight years later, you like remember more than half of the players. Yes. Normally, there's some prospects in there that just didn't cut it, and you never hear from. Yeah, no, this one across the board... Uh, uh, Chris Hatcher was a pitcher. I don't really remember him, but That's apparently he was also a catcher. Oh, wild. Must have had yeah. a cannon of an arm, Brandon. Yeah, nice arm. What Chris. do you think his pop speed was? That Listen, pop man, speed? I don't have time to I don't have time to Google that. <laughs> no worries. I uh we got back a prospect though. Um a shortstop who is uh, according to MLB.com projected to make their his debut in 2023, Jacob Amai, Amaye? Jacob Amaye, excuse me. 24-year-old Amaye, shortstop. Yeah. Um had over right around a 750 OPS last year uh, between double A AA and triple A uh, plays most of the infield with the exception of first base. Seems like he's more of a defensive first contact second and then athleticism third kind of guy. Not a lot of power in that bat, but uh, but does have the bat to ball skills. Doesn't chase a lot. Doesn't strike out a lot. Walks a fair amount. You know, just uh, a mile, a modern day baseball player that hopefully we'll see what happens. I, something tells me we'll probably see him at some point next season. Fish Nation, you got you guys got all of those infielders. There's too many infielders. We have too many infielders and still somehow not a real shortstop. <laughs> I don't know what we're <laughs> gonna do. It's unbelievable. I wonder uh, if they they swing another trade, right? You gotta think so. Maybe Wendell's gone, but as of right now, all the reports are Wendell's are starting shortstop. So what do I know, man? I mean, what he probably can play a decent shortstop, right? He didn't play too much last year, obviously, because Miggy. Miggy, no, he but he plays well. He, his only issue I, I remember consistently is is throwing too high, like uh, yeah. the the third to short uh, to first base throw. It sometimes and he's go, boring. Be a errant. Boring is the understatement of the century. We had a text message about this last night. Where, um, where was it? Where was it? I, I texted you. My understanding is Joey Wendell will likely be the Marlins opening day shortstop, and you said that's probably the best defensive option. But I said, yeah, but the least amount of swag option. Uh, the most boring man in all of baseball, Joey No Gloves Wendell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think he should, 
I think he should grow a fat mustache. Imagine him with a fat mustache. Like a Don Mattingly style mustache. A fat mustache, and then he gets the jaw extension. Mm, okay. So on you one side. Look... You know, like the helmet jaw extension that uh, oh, Hayward oh. had? Corey Dickerson had it. Stanton yes. has it. I'm not talking yeah. about like surgery. Like That's what extension. I thought you were talking about. For that a too. Like, Get that too. Give him a chiseled jaw. He seems much more like the kind of guy that would name his son Kylo Ren. <laughs> oh, Kylo's yeah. 100%. That dude seems... Or like... What's what's a like a classic millennial Southern? Uh, oh, uh, Riker name. or Cord, yes, some or awful like that. fucking name like that. Some Riker like Wendell, get over here, boy! <laughs> Riker Wendell, Riker um, Wendell. But yeah, we have a surplus of infielders because we still have Jordan Groshans from the trade, uh, Anthony Bass to the the Blue Jays last year. LeBlanc's Jazz, still around. He's in Triple A. LeBlanc got option, didn't get but, picked up, and yeah. then is now back on the Triple A roster. Um, so, yeah, it's it's weird, dude. And we still don't have, like, maybe even one legitimate Major League Baseball player outfield option if Jorge Soler and Abisil Garcia continue to They're gonna, the They got to do something. Like it's Abby's a, skinny now, baby. Abby's skinny now. <laughs> he lost some weight. That's they, all I can They have to do, do some, something. I, I feel like Kim's whole MO was, we're going to wait this shit out so long that people are going to get desperate. That was the move, right? That's what she I did. I mean, I guess. But, like, how many at-bats do we want to see Jesus Sanchez and Brian De La Cruz have this year? No, they I mean? absolutely need... Hey, I'm going to say it again. I've been pitching this now for two years. Ooh, Get Loriano from the A's. The A's do not need this man. They are they, way farther from contention versus the Marlins. They don't need a baseball team, period. They don't. <laughs> they're, they're about to get the hell out of Dodge. They don't. Move them to, uh, move them, move them to Idaho. Isn't Vegas the um, rumor? What? Isn't Vegas the rumor? I think Vegas is the rumor, yeah. Okay. Vegas I hope is not. The, not a baseball team city to me. I don't like it. It's like I, I don't like how all the teams are moving there. It seems phony to me. I, What's I the, is I Vegas like just it. an up and coming city? Is that the I, logic? Guess, I, I guess they're thinking like there's so much tourism there. It's like oh, and people oh, will go yeah, one night cool. instead of the casinos or instead of seeing Chris Angel Mind Freak, they're gonna go, <laughs> they're gonna go totally see the the Vegas Raiders or whatever. Hey, I, uh, what no? What you saying? I would say a good pitch though, if you pitch, built a stadium it. inside like a hotel, and like everyone that that uh, okay. goes to the hotel um, gets tickets. And the name of the team is the Las Vegas Resorts and Casinos. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. You like that? Did you you write that down or did you come up with this? I I was talking to uh, my my friend who who you know. Um, I was talking to him a while ago and that was an idea that made us laugh. Okay, I do like that. Also, like... That would be the quickest way to guarantee people, like a drunk guy that's been at the casino in the bar and has been, you know, that's no what clue I'm if saying, it's day dude. or night or, yeah, winter or summer would just wander into a baseball game for two innings and leave. Well, you can just wander and like, you have a section of like, these are the wanderer section. Yes. Yes. The the only deterrent is I think the players would probably hate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, it would be the most fun. rowdy, but like illogical rowdy. Like, it's not like New York or Boston. Like, like you freaking suck, buddy. But it would yeah. just be people standing up, like vomiting and, and throwing, uh, peeing onto the field. Yeah. Just yeah. Exactly. The most debaucherous, debaucherous of characters. I, um, I was at uh, Vegas, what, probably like six months ago now uh, for a wedding. I, I know we talked about this on the podcast when it was happening, but um, I don't know if I mentioned this, that there was an illusionist that was being advertised at our hotel and the big like uh, what those bullet points where a famous person will or give a compliment on the posters or it's like in the front of books, back of books. You know what I'm talking about? What is what is that called? Or somebody says like a nice thing about the oh. show or a movie or a book and it's on the poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the accolades oh. or the, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. But the... this one was Joe Rogan's most favorite illusionist. <laughs> Yo, did you see this shit? It's crazy. <laughs> so tell me, how did you do that? 
Yeah. Um, it was it was a it was a good time in Vegas. What, but anyways, back to the Marlins. I can't I can't imagine he's going to be on the opening day roster, but I, I I'm assuming he'll see some playtime here uh, in the 2023 yeah. season. I'm I don't really know what's going on with this baseball team. Um, there's rumors that anybody who's not Lazardo, Sandy, or uh, Edward are, are up to being traded, which means Trevor or Pablo could be going somewhere. There's rumors last night that Pablo is being looked at by the Twins. Um, there's just a lot of stuff floating around. It feels like it's not. It feels like this is not the the final team we'll see in a month when spring training starts to get it rolling. Can, here, I mean, but. it it honestly can't be. And if it, if you're looking at like a a horse race, and if you look at what the Phillies and Mets did this offseason, and the Braves just being the Braves and and hanging out and doing their yeah. thing, yeah, uh, yeah, they got to step up their freaking game because like you can, especially nowadays, like if one of those teams doesn't duo, which is baseball, it's certainly possible. That's how it goes. The Marlins could definitely slip into a third third place wild card sort of situation especially because the nl central's garbage ass if it would take everything going well it would take everything going well but if you look at it like the padres and dodgers are good dodgers maybe a yes. step back this year losing trey turner um True. and justin turner and replaced um, by none other than mr marlin himself though right you forgot that's to true that mr account. marlin is there now uh padres pretty great honestly maybe better than the the dodgers on paper um diamondbacks improved uh, who am I missing from that squad? Rockies garbage. Rockies don't care. garbage. Uh, uh, we're missing one other team. Who is it? Dodgers, Padres. Oh, uh, Rockies, Giants, Diamondbacks, eh. and Giants. Who knows? I think a, mid, as the kids would say, could be a sleeping jug. Because the uh, no cap, Brandon. No cap. Uh, <laughs> I uh, yes, I guess I could see that. I mean, you just think the Cardinals and Brewers just uh, continue to get worse, not better. Well, Cubs improved. Brewers probably got worse maybe i they guess got, i don't know they got jesse winker now yeah okay cool and, <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know like uh they probably got worse um and or then the cardinals are always going to be good i don't know yeah. cardinals are so good. so um, there's a wild I'm, all i'm saying is there's a wild card possibility especially if whatever the mets get injured you would have old, to the phillies fall so that, to their wait, old ways you know how that happens though okay you're saying the phillies then fall out because like it would mean then or the mets are old and injured or the braves young guys like strider and michael harris are not as legit as we think they are which i think they are but that's know. not off the table that's not off the table um all right Brandon, we got some questions to get to here soon too but i think before we get Whoa. to those questions what oh we got a question in particular that we're going to get to um all right, Brandon. But before we get to all that, all that good stuff, all some some feast fan questions, and then maybe some of our own little things that we got stewing around, we got to get to some ads. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org, not .com, not .gov, you know, .org, or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back, Brandon. And with that, we've brought ourselves a silly little question that we are going to discuss on the pod. Now, Brandon, do you want to introduce this segment or do you want me to do it? 
Yeah, uh, it's called Hot Managers. <laughs> it's called Hot Managers. Brandon sent me this insane article today that claimed Buck Showalter to be the most physically attractive, most named, yeah. most handsome major league manager. Um, and I haven't read fake news like that since I read the New York Times, Brandon. Hey, uh, gambling.com, <laughs> which is maybe enough to disqualify, disqualify this article. But they used an app called Golden Ratio Face that uses measurements to determine beauty, okay. or in this case, handsomeness. So they have a... Okay. Uh, a uh, a uh, beauty what they call it they call that a beauty score okay um, yes out of 10 it looks like uh, yes the, it's a measure 10. of out of 10 a, a measure of physical perfection developed by the ancient greeks is what it says i don't know <laughs> okay uh, right. but buck joe walter number one of the 30 managers 8.65 out of 10 he's the sexiest Insane. manager alive in the world right now um, if we're looking at other analyst ones, Rob Thompson was actually number two. Which That's I think what I'm saying. Also ridiculous. I'm going to be honest. Sorry, Rob. This, this has a uh, whatever the opposite. I guess it can still be ageist if you favor people over the age of 60, right? Does that still qualify as ageist? Because if we're looking, the ages of the top 10 are 66, 59, 57, 45, 63, 73, 55, 58, 52, and 61. So this is skewing older i would yes. say we're not so a stats whoever, pod but i think if we did a mean median and mode of the top 10 ones i think we'd skew more on the older side does this mean that the ancient was it do you say the romans or the greeks the greeks do you think the greeks had some daddy issues brandon <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> i think I know. Uh, this, I just can't believe it. Buck Showalter, I'm sure he's a nice guy but i don't think he qualifies as a uh he's a shorter a, uh, man he's, he's not I think, a hunk He's not. He's a shorter man. I think. I don't know if you've seen when he was in the minor leagues. He was a good-looking guy. He was in the minors. I'll say that. He's good-looking guy. Like, like what? Nineteen seventy-three. <laughs> yeah. No. He had like a classic, like Pete Rose style Wait, bowl okay, cut. Okay. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta see. Look up uh, Pete Rose Nashville sounds, and you'll see the picture I'm talking about. Wait, with Buck Showalter? Buck Showalter. Yeah. No, sorry, I said Pete Rose. Buck Showalter Nashville sounds. Nashville sounds. Okay. Images and yeah, you know he's. He's not. He kind of looks like like a more in shape Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, he's got the blonde PSH vibes for sure. Yes, definitely, um, definitely. I think my qualm is if you look the Marlins manager Skip Schumacher, seventeenth. He's pretty attractive. I he's think, a he's a pretty big hunk, right? I'm not going crazy here. He's also, padded Gabe up. Cap- he's in shape. I guess they're not. They're only looking at facial features. So if they're looking at the most symmetrical face, I guess Buck has the most symmetrical face. That is astonishing to me. Also, Gabe Kapler being so low on this list. Where is he? Number 12? That's bullshit. I think Gabe Kapler yeah, is the hunkest bullshit. of all the managers. I think this is my favorite window. Number five is Terry Francona. Number six is Dusty Baker. <laughs> yeah, that is... that is. A, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dusty? Maybe. I think Dusty was probably attracted when he was younger. Terry Francona should not be number five, guys. Yes. And also, to be fair, we're not saying that older men can't be attracted. No, I'm saying not. these older men in particular, I don't Terry know. Terry Francona... Should be last, I would say. I'm sorry to insult the man. Great manager. Seems like a fun guy. Yes. Uh, oh, Dusty five? Baker was, looks like he was pretty handsome. Yeah, I think so. Back in his Dodgers and Braves years. Um, Kevin Cash, 20? I think he's got to be up higher up there. Yeah, I think Cash has got to be higher. Also, how do you feel about Aaron Boone? Hunk or not a hunk? Not a hunk. He should be not low, I think. He's I think 13 he should be on here. Because he's not as old. He's a little older than I thought he was at 49. But um, damn, Brandon, we are five. I'm like six okay. years away from qualifying to be a major league uh, manager, <laughs> according to this list. I think we've learned enough to be managers on this podcast. Um, Alex Cora is 29th. And listen, I'm not saying he's hot or anything, but it's like there's nothing wrong with Alex Cora. No, being like second to last on a list is 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 frankly a little insulting. No, Alex Cora is 
I guess like with the bald head, I guess if you're if you're into the bald head, then that's that's good. If yeah. you're not, then that probably detracts points. Um, no offense to our bald kings out there. Um, but I think that might be playing a little bit on the list. That could be it. So. Uh, Brian Snicker, I'm I'm sorry to report, is 23rd on the list, which is mm. kind of funny that he beat out Rocco Baldelli, Pedro Grafal, John Schneider, Bruce Bochy, Dave Roberts, Alex Cora, and Matt Quattraro. It is weird. It is. I don't even. Brian know Snicker Quattro- should probably be last on this list. Uh, yeah. We, we not, like and that's also, not ageist. He's just like he's just not an attractive man. Also, AJ not. Hinch is kind of kind of hunky. Yeah, he's 21. But like, Derek Shelton, great beard, Pirates manager. That's true. Great beard. Great beard. Um, yeah, this is a weird list, dude. Craig Council's a lot higher than I would have expected him to be as well. I never thought of him as a hunk. Yes. Bob Mel- the- I think Bob Melvin, he's 10. Bob Melvin could be top five. Yeah, I'll say it. Bob Melvin's hot. Sue me. <laughs> what about Steve Cohen? Where does he rank on this list? Oh, he would he would uh, uh, pay money to whoever the writer of the list is to be number one. That's a great um, point. Yeah, you just get your security. Oh, they should do hottest owners. Contract. That would be a real ghoul squad. Oh, yeah, that's not a good look. That's not a good look. Um, who is the hottest? Every owner, well, I feel it like would, is... I think it would have been Jeter if he was still the Marlins. Mm, he was more of the president. I guess, I guess Sherman was, was is the owner, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know enough, man. I can't think yeah, of Yeah, I don't know, enough, I know enough owners. Uh, off the dome, their facial have, profile. Have you heard the theory? There's a theory going around Padre. I know we're not an NL West podcast, but there's a theory going around Padre's, uh, Padre's Reddit that is that the owner is sick and dying. So that's why he's going nuts with getting like Soto oh, and like, yeah. So he's like trying to get a world series before he croaks. And this is a rumor. This is unfounded. This is what's circulated around our Padres or whatever. First off, glad you used the word croak. I've been recommended. Um, I've been recommended to not use that word recently by my partner. And I told her, why is there a, I think she does. I think she thinks it's a little disrespectful to those who have croaked. <laughs> <laughs> Is I think what her logic is behind it, and I get it. If like, you know, like a relative died and I said they croaked, that's in that's it's inconsiderate and that's rude and disrespectful. <laughs> but if like, God, let's talk about him again. Tony Bennett dies tomorrow, and I say, hey, babe, do you see Tony Bennett croaked? I don't you think got, that's... you got a thing against Tony Bennett. Is what I've learned <laughs> just, from these last just, couple episodes. It was a consistency issue, Brandon. You know, they have we we grew up in the improv world. Callbacks are looked uh, looked back upon highly. So that's uh, true. I'm bringing our main character. Yeah, it depends stage. on how you use croak. This is like a Larry David episode. It was like Kirby Enthusiasm right now. <laughs> I've always said we should write our own Kirby Enthusiasm show, Brandon. All right, let's do it. Okay. We've, we've got a long running list of scripts that are going to get written. Yeah. We also written. we also realized that the rom-com is about to have a resurgence. I think this Ticket to Paradise movie with George Clooney and Julia Roberts is kind of getting the... It's a low budget thing. You can make it for what? Less than $10 million easy, no problem. Horror and rom-coms. Let's make it ride. Let's do we it. We should make... You know what we should... Do? Oh, this is almost too good of an idea maybe to say on a recorded podcast, but we should just make what the, the rom-com equivalent of Blumhouse Productions where you make... 15 movies a year at a million dollar budget one does well it pays for all of them and then makes you 50 million i mean i feel like that's probably the hallmark christmas movie model that's almost certainly the hallmark christmas but movie model. if you get a little a few names in there yeah that's what i'm saying jennifer talking. lopez was in a blumhouse this megan movie was a blumhouse production Look you just need one name in those movies you need, you need one name and also you need like one to resonate maybe you get some like take some chances on some first first time directors try to find the uh, the next good you know, content content creator, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Filmmaker. You. Um, <laughs> I'm embarrassed um, deeply that that's the phrase that came out of my mouth. But, uh, I, but yeah. I, th- I think if the podcast goes dark next week, we started a business. We have an LLC yeah. now. <laughs> we, what would we call it? Uh, 
Gross uh, Clark Productions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got another Gross Clark coming down. The- <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Hollywood. No, you literally cannot and- use my last name for any business thing. Gross you- Productions is kind of funny. I, if it was a horror thing, yeah. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Well, or, but I guess House is always a common. Pictures. Yeah. Clark. Clark Gross. How do you combine our last names? Gross. 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 Gross Pictures. Uh, Grark. Quark, yeah, Quark. Quark is bad. Quark. That sounds like uh, that sounds like one of the aliens in Star Wars that I could have name dropped twenty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, Quark. I uh, Quark. have you seen Guar before? I have. I've. I know the band. I haven't like seen them perform live, but I'm I'm familiar with them. They're like uh, the hugely costumed metal band. Yes, that, uh, and they spray blood into the audience. They, and they spray, decapitate like politicians. They're like the ICP of metal music. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw them. Posse. You saw them live. I saw them live uh, when I went to a festival in, in L.A. It was during the day. It was like noon, and I saw Whoa. them, and they were spraying blood in the audience. Was it crazy? It was awesome. Was it fun from like a theatrical perspective? Yeah. Like, yeah it was cool. Top it was? Yeah. I mean, you don't, not, oh, yeah. you don't forget that. You forget when there's like a band with like, you know, four guys wearing plaid. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't yeah. forget Guar. Yeah. No, you don't forget Guar. Um, hell yeah. Well, do you, did you like enjoy the music at all? I know that's not really your cup of tea. Nah. But no, it was like, good. it's fun, you know? It was an enjoyable experience. It's fun, nonetheless. yeah. Um, Brandon, we have some questions. We've got a lot fans. of questions. I'm, uh, I got to be uh, selective. Um, but yes, yeah, so we got a lot of questions. Um, okay, so uh, who do you think the Braves opening day catcher is going to be? You think it's going to be Travis Dar- Darno or, or, uh, or the Ooh, Murph? Good question. I think the Murph, right? I was going to say the Murph. They gave up assets for him. Yeah. He's younger. You can yeah. S- I think con- I think Travis D. I think it's a kind of a smart move, and I wonder if it's a model that people are gonna move to. Getting trying to get, I know it's hard because they're few and far between, but getting like two like good offensive catchers and good defensive catchers too, and yeah. just like eighty-one, eighty-one-ing them. You know, like that's not a bad idea because catchers are obviously the position where people sit the most. Like they don't, they yeah. play the least amount of times as a starter than than any other position, with obviously the exception of pitchers. But yeah, um, that's not a bad idea, honestly. Just the even split. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they're going to do that. It might be no. like because I think Travis is like a, a decent catcher. I don't. We yeah, don't he's a decent catcher and obviously me, but... a pretty decent offensive player as well. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Okay. Um. Oh, by the way, that first question was from Cassian, our good friend. Uh, Shout Cassian out Cassian. Asked another question with the trade of Matt Veerling because they traded Matt Veerling, Nick Maton, uh, to the and Tigers, right? To the Tigers uh, for, for Soto? Gregory Soto. Yeah. Um. Not Juan uh, Soto. Not Juan Soto. Should the Phillies sign a fourth outfielder to move Castellanos to DH, or should they ride with Nick Castellanos in right field? What do I think they should do? Maybe sign uh, a defensive first outfielder and use <laughs> Castellanos as the DH. What do I think they're going to do? They're going to DH, or they're going to play him in the outfield because they're going to want Bryce Harper DHing like four yeah, months into the season. When Bryce comes back, he's going to DH for sure. Yeah, so Castellanos so. is going to be out there. They should probably get another fourth outfielder, though. I don't know. Hmm. If only there was a team that only had... <laughs> Only had journeyman slash uh, uh, fourth outfielder potentials. Uh, not a good outfielder in the bunch of. Are them you that they saying a fish Phillies trade <laughs> interdivision trade? We, we need more outfielders, not less of them. But I don't know. Also, who do we give up? Soler or Avi? Those aren't good defensive players. So yeah, um, we do. <clears throat> Jesus Sanchez, not a good defensive player. Not a good, not a good one. Milk dud. Uh, Cassian, last question, final one. Uh, with three World Series caliber teams sitting in one division, who comes out on top with the coveted NL East division title? Listen, we got a long way to go. Yeah, we're going to we, do our predictions later on. It, it's January twelfth, uh, Cassian. You're, you're jumping the gun here a little bit. We're all excited <laughs> for baseball season. Uh, what do you think? Uh, uh, gut reaction. What, who do you think takes home the crown? I think it's the Mets. 
The Mets. The Mets. Uh, I hate this because you were so pro on the Mets in the playoffs. I was. As, I was more optimistic. You sabotaged about it. No, so. I was. Okay, don't put that bad. Nah, that it's bad. you. I'm putting it on you. Don't uh, you do that to me, Brandon. Sorry. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to say it's Braves till it's not the Braves. The Braves still not, not the Braves. Okay, yeah, I can get behind that. I got. Wait, can I ask you a question? That's not yeah. on the list. Yeah. On Friday, I went to karaoke. What's your karaoke song? Oh man. Um, oh, I love "Lips of an Angel" by Hinder. Classic. That's a great answer. Great That's one. A great answer. Um, one, of, one of the most lyrically incriminating songs of the, <laughs> the history of the world. Honey, why are you calling me so, so late? No, we that's should, a great one. We should end every podcast with that song. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, and good. then also, I like doing "These Eyes" by the Guess Who once in a while. Is that the one that uh, Michael Sarah sings in Superbad? Yes. Ah, oh, that's another good one. That's I love that song one. though. I put Superbad on my top four favorite movies on uh, Letterboxd, and I got a nice. little flack for it. I think that from I think who? Uh, I'll just say vaguely some coworkers that I was going through my letterbox with. Dude, you know what you should do when you go with them to the tattoo place tomorrow? Get a super bad tattoo. Oh, that's true. Should I get the McLovin driver's yes. license tattoo? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I saw like I, where I, God, I try not to dox myself, but I work near an area in New York City that has a lot of college kids around. Um, and I saw a kid that was probably 19 years old wearing a McLovin driver's license t-shirt. And I was like, wow. that movie, that movie's probably, you were probably two or three years old when that movie came out. Because what'd that come yeah. out? 07, 08? Yeah. And there. like a college student now with your entering is 2004 you were born? They saw the it earliest? at Hollywood Video, dude. <laughs> he saw, yeah, he saw the... Okay, good. I got uh, nothing to add. Just, what, what's your karaoke song? I, uh, I really like Mr. Brightside. That's all. I, I like ones that you can get mm. assistance on. I want ones yeah, where people are going to help Everyone's like, oh, me. he's doing that song. He's doing that song. We got to do that song. Um, and I also like uh, I Got Friends in Low Places. I Got Friends. friends That's the only part I know, though. Places. Like, I wouldn't know any, any of the parts. Um, Do you know No, you would know, that, you would know that. You would know the guys. It'll be an truth. It'll be to die today. You don't no, know that part? dude. I got oh, nothing. Okay. I didn't know the like lyrics, Robin. but I got, I got the melody. <laughs> yeah, it's secretly Robin. I guess you didn't know it. Um, okay, Just Marlins asked us, how did you become baseball fans, Sam? That, that's a great question. Uh, it's pretty simple. My family, my parents, uh, my dad was a big baseball guy. I just don't, I, it's one of those things where I don't remember not being a baseball fan. Like a lot of my earliest memories were, um, at least with my dad, my, both my parents specifically, but, but, but my dad a little bit more of being like, Oh, we're watching the Marlins game or the Marlins game is yeah. on my boom boxes. I fall asleep or I can't going over to family friends houses to watch the world series, you know, just like all of these memories. Yes. And I don't really have like a, Oh, this is how I became a baseball fan. It was just like such an integral part of my life immediately yeah. that it did. I don't remember really a time where I wasn't a baseball fan. There were times yeah. that I fell off of baseball in my life. Um, but as far as like when I became a fan, it's just, you know, it just kind of was born into the culture. I'd say. Yep. Yeah. You? Yeah. No, same here. I think similar to, uh, taking kids to R-rated movies, it's sort of in my bloodline because <laughs> yeah. my grandfather, they lived in Brooklyn and he was a Brooklyn Dodger fan. They used to go to oh, Abbott's okay. Field. That's um, awesome, dude. Abbott's so, Field, not that far from where I live. Yeah, I know. I, like, I walked by there when I was it's, there. It's not really close, but it is... I think you, they also have the brick of the sign of what's like condos now. That's yes. from Ebbets Field, right? Because the brick yes. looks very and old. And there's like a staircase too that is an original placement from where Ebbets Field was. Like Amazing. A, a descending staircase. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't love so, that it's a fucking apartment building now. Or I know. I don't even think it's apartments. I think it's like government housing. I think it's I government think it's, housing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, my grandfather uh, was a Brooklyn Dodger fan. 
Brooklyn Dodgers leave. My grandfather goes into a deep depression. Uh, my my uncle, my dad's older brother, gets into the Mets. He's not a baseball fan whatsoever now, but he got into the Mets. My dad was a young, impressionable kid. Mets fan, 69 World Series. He was like seven or something. Wow. Um, and then the rest is history, and he passed it on to me, and I got into it during the 99-2000 Mets, which were pretty good. Nothing, um, no, nothing will curse somebody more than as a small child, their team going to the World Series, because then you're just stuck immediately. That's what and, happened with me and the Marlins. Actually, I never thought about this, but the same age my dad was when the Mets won the World Series, the Mets were in the World Series in 2000. Yeah, and then the Marlins, I guess I was probably a little bit younger than your dad, but, but yeah, yeah, close. I was five-ish, and then eventually yeah. 11. Yeah. Prime ages. 11, the prime age for a, a baseball fan. Yeah. It's I, I actually had a friend who was like, I was obsessed with the Yankees. I wore the, a Yankees shirt uh, every single day when I went to school. I had my bar Whoa. mitzvah at Yankee Stadium. Wow. Yes. The, but okay. no, he told me that he had his bar mitzvah at Yankee Stadium. It was one of the last events at the original Yankee Stadium before oh, no it way. got knocked down. Yeah. I went I went on a tour of Yankee Stadium with my dad when we visited New York like in the early early 2000s. Gotcha. So I was I I've, I've been to old Yankee Stadium. I don't yeah. know if there was a game. I don't There must have been a game. There must have been a game. I remember yelling at Derek Jeter uh obsessively until he just like acknowledged me and I was like, "Yeah, I did it." But I don't yeah. remember if that was that old or new. I, it must have been old. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been old, yeah. Um so yeah, right. that's the story. Um, and then the Good last question, thing was our, our network sports drink said, uh, they said baseball, question mark, question mark, question mark, still question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, your girlfriend, Miranda, um, she, uh, sorry, I just doxed your girlfriend. Do we have to That's, remove that? I, I, I've already plugged her movie. You've so. said her name before. You've <laughs> yeah, said her name yeah. before. Um, she said to us, what are your signs as in astrology? And, and then texted us both separately what our signs were. So she, yes, she, for those she of knows. you who don't know, she has a she's a co-host of uh, an astrology podcast called Hollywood Horoscopes, yes. where they go through two celebrities' horoscopes, <laughs> where uh, they go through season. NL East players' horoscopes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were really pissed when Matt Vierling got traded, and they didn't yes. cover him yet. <laughs> they had a Vierling episode. Coming I up. know it was in the pipeline. Um, and I told her you've picked a much better topic than Brandon and I did because you make evergreen content. So like, yes, and people love astrology, and only. Uh, people in five regions like yeah uh, yeah we've really segmented our audience and uh, yeah. on top of that you can like when they went on holiday break they just recorded like four episodes in a week and then had a month off but we just can't do that Not us. there's <laughs> news around these there's parts. always something happening i'm sure the marlins are going to make a trade today or to, tonight or tomorrow oh uh, because we're about to release an episode so that's how it always goes that's how it always goes but i did you tweeted her back and, and suggested that they come on the podcast and read us our astrological because yeah, i genuinely have no fucking idea what I just I have my main one. I've been told I would love a more in-depth explanation, and we are in in dire need of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Off-season content. But the only thing is that we use the same recording stuff, and I only have one microphone, so I'd have to, from a logistical perspective, how to figure that out. But that's for another podcast. Yeah, or we could just do the Google Meet record, like we've had to do with emergency episodes. All right, we'll do it. We actually, it would be funny to do an NL East player. It, it would be fun to do an NL East player. I think that's a great idea. We could okay, pick maybe we'll one it. from each team or something. Yeah, like let's a, do it. Yeah. Um, all right, Brandon. Uh, I think that's it. Why don't you uh, tell the people where they can find you before we you get You can follow here. me at Brando Grosso on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you find things. Uh, where can they find you? Um, you can find me at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the show, NL Feast 
just NLFeast on Twitter. I fuck that up every time. Uh, make sure you email us, NLFeastPod at gmail.com. We'll answer any and all questions so long as they're not shitty. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Any good five-star review will be read aloud on the show. Again, so long as it's not shitty. Follow us on Letterboxd because all we do is talk movies at the top of this at the top of the show now every week. Um, I think if you just search my name, you'll find me. I can't be. I probably am one of fifteen Sam Clarks in Brooklyn, but um, but yeah, uh, I think that's it, Brandon. Anything else before we get out of here? Bye 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 bye. bye.